Hi everybody, this is John Forrester with Out of Character. I know I promised you guys we'd be doing another Horde of the Dragon Queen episode this week. That has been delayed, unfortunately. That will be coming. It, it, you know, we haven't stopped doing Horde of the Dragon Queen or anything. It just got delayed, and it's going to be a few weeks before everyone's schedules align again to make that happen. So there will be more Horde of the Dragon Queen coming, but for the time being, you're stuck with me. Next week, we'll be doing more. We'll hopefully have a... Uh, a Lost City podcast for you where we're going to play the classic Dungeons and Dragons module Lost City be done for fifth edition with Jessica, Tina, and Jason. But for today, I thought we would do something a little different. We I wanted to kind of do a return to the GM tips and things that we did a while ago. Those seem to be reasonably popular. Again, I'm going to keep doing them and just see if listeners keep liking them. The thing that I wanted to talk about today is how to make NPCs in your campaign that are unique and engaging and worth having. Uh, you know, one of the terms you're going to hear as a GM a lot is like a cookie cutter NPC. So for, for starters, what is an NPC? An NPC is a non-player character. Any character that your players are encountering in a game is an NPC. Now there are NPCs that are neutral, helpful, and actively working against the party. The actively working against the party tend to be like the villains and monsters and creatures they encounter that are, you know, trying to kill them, eat them, stop their quest from succeeding. Now, there are, of course, neutral ones. These are just everyday people who don't care about what they're doing. They just want to go about their lives and not be involved in any adventures. They're just normal citizens of the world that, you know, this adventure takes place in. Uh, the actively helpful ones tend to be, if not adventurers, they're what I would classify more often than not. They fall into, like, a hireling category. They're characters who would you know generally like they're like the, uh, they're they're the you know they can be nobles who are hiring adventurers to help clear goblins out of their lands they could be uh jedi who are you know looking for someone to help them collect holocrons and they need to hire a few uh younger jedi to go in search of those that, that lost knowledge for them or they could be something as simple as a as a uh, a mercenary who you meet in an out of the way city and he's looking for work, and you have a few, a little bit of coin, and you're going into a dungeon, and you need to pick somebody up. Those are all examples of just, you know, cookie-cutter NPCs. NPCs tend to be also the ones that are, like, giving out adventures, and they serve as, like, what's called an adventure hook. They, they're a really integral part of it, and it's really... It's, it's one of those things that you're going to learn to do over time as a GM, is to make your NPCs unique to you. There's a couple of things that I can suggest as far as how to go about doing that in such a way that it's a little bit easier. Uh, if you're playing 5th edition, if you get the 5th edition GM screen, there's a lovely little chart on there that once you, that has like, you know, you can make a series of dice rolls and it'll tell you, you know, what's this character's name, uh, what are his, like, uh, personality traits and all that stuff. You can do that with anything. I mean, you if you have that GM screen, you can adapt that to virtually any game or you can, you know, just use that. Doing that comes to a couple of things. One, even a randomized chart, eventually things are going to start cycling. That's a helpful tool to start off with, just to give you kind of a, a security blanket. I wouldn't even go that far, to be honest with you, unless it's something you really, really feel you need. What I suggest is this. When you're sitting down and you're planning out your campaign and figuring out what kind of game you're doing, think about what sort of characters you're going to use. Like if we were playing a Dresden Files game, for example, a Dresden Files role-playing game, and I'm sitting down and, you know, we've, we've, we've created our city for the purposes of this. 
let's say we are doing a game that is set in Austin, Texas. Okay, so we're set in Austin, Texas, and uh, the game is going to be centered around a group of drug smugglers who are operating out of there, and they've employed some ex-Red Court mercenaries to help them out, and they've been, you know, basically running the drug market, and uh, the players are going to be a warden who is uh, going to be going in to help clear them out, and a couple of pure mortal police officers who are working with the... Uh, you know, the DEA. Very simple, straightforward, sorry for rambling, but... Okay, so what sort of NPCs will be employed in this campaign? Well, obviously, you're going to have, you know, the drug dealers and, uh, you know, your 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 red court mercenary guy. So that those are pretty... Those are going to be, like, the ones that are going to be working against the party. So what, what can we do to make them interesting? Well, for the drug dealers, I mean, it depends on... You, you're going to need to figure out how important is this NPC. You don't have to come up with a huge three-page backstory for every NPC that your characters meet. It's not practical, and you'll put a lot of time and effort into doing that, and it's just going to, a lot of times, go to waste. You can always fold that into something else, but if you're like, oh, I came up with this great backstory for this farmer they're going to, that they may talk to, save that stuff. It's never wasted, you know? If you, if you come up with a great backstory, and for whatever reason you don't get to use it for a particular character... Just hold on to it and just, you know, fold it into another character down the road. Okay, how do you know who needs a, who needs more detail and who doesn't? If you're... Okay, these are two random drug dealers. They're basically, uh, you know, in charge of driving a truck and one guy's there for muscle. They're goons. I'd probably give them, I'd say, like three personality traits and a little bit of backstory. These guys have been, you know, working along the, uh, you know, between the, the Southwest for years. They are, you know familiar with their territory um i'm gonna say that they don't really know very much about the supernatural it weirds them out but and they they don't know really magic or anything like that they're goons they're basically there to get their heads knocked in by the by the player characters now the red court mercenary sitting in the back she's gonna have a story uh i'm gonna say that she is uh you know not a hundred year old not, not hundreds of years old she is a red court vampire uh she's you know newly turned she is looking to make a name for herself within the court and you know opportunities to do so are limited for her kind so she's going to try and you know get a few infected get something going with one of these drug cartels maybe you know she's schizophrenic and she she talks to you know she has hears voices and let's see what else can we do with her she's uh not a, she has she has a particular axe to grind with the with the uh, the wardens because right after she got turned she had uh, an encounter with one of them and it left her you know seriously injured even for you know red court took her time to recover so those are you know again very very minor personalities I'm giving you guys a quick run through I don't want to spend twenty minutes talking about a character that is for a game that's not going to happen so okay so schizophrenic uh, has an axe to grind with the wardens. And, you know, she's she's looking to advance. That's all I need for that character. That, that paints a very clear picture in my head, and I'm sure that anyone who's run any game or is going to run a Dresden Files game could do something with her. Not the most original, but straightforward, easy to use. That's really all you have to do in order to create a workable NPC. You can develop the personality. Um, some people I know have, like, uh, like, they'll make, like, a really detailed personality flowchart. What I usually do is I sit down... 
and I, I, this is going to sound weird, I look for that character's voice in my head. When I'm playing a character, I think about their motivations, I think about why they're behaving the way they do, and I think about, you know, how they're going to relate to the actions of the characters. If the player characters are behaving in a way that is not in the interest of the NPC, the NPCs shouldn't be very helpful to them. They should be actively, like, wanting them to go away. It doesn't, you know, if you're a local noble and you have a group of player characters who are ransacking towns and things like that, you're probably not going to be predisposed to, you know, giving them money or rewarding them for anything they do. You'd probably be more likely to throw them in jail. So just think about that as you're creating these characters. Think about their motivation. They're not just, you know, cardboard cutouts to say within an adventure module or give your guys the next tip to, you know, moving along. If, you know, give them, give them quirks. Uh, you know, this guy's afraid of the water. He's very superstitious. He has a, a weird accent. You know, all that voice acting stuff. Like, a lot of really talented GMs. If you ever get a chance to listen to, like, Chris Perkins... He does great accents and things like that. If, you can, if you're a voice actor, there is the Geek & Sundry uh, Twitch stream thing they do where it's, uh, I think it's Critical Role. And I know they have voice actors on there. I don't know if they actually do voices for their characters because they haven't had a chance to sit down and listen to the whole thing yet. But you could, you know, if you have any kind of talent like that as a GM, you are, you're golden because people love that stuff when you can do the weird zany voices and really it makes your characters come alive right then and there. You, if you're worried about that, if you're like, I'm a GM, I don't, I'm new, I don't have that ability, I don't either, to be perfectly frank. Some people say I put on voices. If I am, I don't realize it. I don't think I have the range as a voice actor and not a voice actor to really do anything like that. Modify your speech pattern and your word usage. If you're playing someone who's very, very, you know, holy polloi, very rich and influential, he's going to, you know, maybe break out a thesaurus and throw in a few $10 words. If he's supposed to be kind of like a lowbrow goon who, you know, he's a, a, knee, a kneecap buster for the mafia... Or something like that, then yeah, you know, dump, you know, bring bring the words down a bit and throw in a few more threats, things like that. But think about the character's background. Like you know, everybody has a story. You know, everyone it's stupid, but everyone's the star, the hero of their own story. Even the goon characters are the heroes of their own stories. In their, you know, how did these guys get here? What's their purpose for being? These are questions you should be asking yourself. Now again, it's not practical to do this with every character. But, you know, you never know what characters can grow into NPC, can grow into more influential NPCs. You're, you could be doing a Mutants and Masterminds game, and your adventurers break up, uh, you know, like a robbery in a tech company, and one of the guys who's robbing the place, oh, just like a low-level, you know, bunch of smash-and-crap guys, no supervillain in sight, you know, this is like the opening thing just to get them started, introduce their characters, and um, one of these guys ends up, you know, getting, they all get busted, one of them ends up somehow getting altered by some machinery in there and it turns him into you know like oh well this guy got turned into a supervillain and he blames your heroes and he's going to come back now that's something that you could think of on the spur of the moment depending on what the party does uh one of the guys is like okay i want to transport this guy into an, another part of i'm going to use him i'm going to use my spell to transport this guy into another room okay you transport this guy into another room and uh, the motion sensors go off, and he's exposed. And they lock the door, and he's exposed to this weird gas, and it turns him into a twelve-foot-tall, you know, invincible juggernaut. Again, not the most original idea in the world, 
but it's something you could do. You know, you, if, you, if you're thinking like, I want to throw in, you know, someone has a real motivation against these heroes, uh, this newly formed superhero team, then you could do that. That's something. Or that could be what you plan to do all along. And motivation is a really, really, really big part of making good NPCs. Don't think of them as just you know, interchangeable. Yes, there are always going to be, like, there's always, you know, in every little D&D town, there's, like, there's the blacksmith, and there's a farmer, and there's, you know, those the, those those jobs are important, but, you know, not every blacksmith is going to be the same. Just because that's their job doesn't mean they're all, you know, big, muscly dudes who have, you know, look vaguely dwarfish and spend all day ringing an anvil. You know, maybe you know, just altering things like uh, this guy's especially... You know, this guy didn't is is married, and he used to be in the army. Uh, he you know worked as an army black you know worked as a blacksmith in the army for years. Uh, he finally retired from the army, and he you know set up his shop here because it was the last place that he went. And he didn't really want to move any further. He was happy here. Really, really simple. Or you could say you know this guy's really really lazy. Or make it a girl. Make it uh, a blacksmith who is. A, a gnome who's crazy and he makes all these weird gadgets and no one really trusts him his shop's way on the edge of town and you hear like you walk in town so you see blue smoke erupting from the blacksmith and you hear the sound of just like what sounds like explosions and chickens clucking right on walk or some players are going to keep right on walking by when they hear that some are going to be curious and be drawn to it again doesn't have to be every single character you know you don't have to put that much work into it just think, like, what's this character's personality, what's their motivation, and what is that character's story? What brought them here? Have they lived in this place their whole life? Are they? Do they have any relationships with the other NPCs in your campaign? You could have two nobles who, you know, the party is interacting with, and they hate each other. And, you know, if you are working closely with one of them, the other may want to stop that from happening. He could, you know, even go so far as to be sending his agents to stop you from carrying out missions for him. All those are things that you, again, it's it's really weird because NPC building is something that everyone does it a little bit differently. There, I, I can't really give you like a, a clear, this is the way to build a good NPC. And every NPC I build is not, I'm not saying like I'm an expert on it. It's just something that I think can really push a campaign and make it a lot better. Looking for interesting NPCs in games is something that I do a lot just because they're the GM's primary way to interact with the players. Uh, you know, and I mean really interact besides like, you know, okay, I search the room or I do this or I, you know, combat kind of stuff. Um, you know, you can talk to them. You can, you, you can have those, you know, those role-playing moments that really can make a game feel more like less of a, a slash and grab kind of thing and more of a role-playing and storytelling game. And those are really interesting things to be able to do with players. I will say that if you are going to try and make really good NPCs, if you're if you're looking for like examples of really good NPCs, you know, like good ones that people have made, look at just go look in like any any literally, I mean any players guide or dm book or adventure module there'll be examples of npcs some of them are good some of them are really generic they follow pretty much the rules that i'm giving you here which is you know they have a name they have like a few little personality traits and that's and they have a quick little backstory that's pretty much it i mean there's not a lot more to do with these guys to make them any good as you're you know doing that. if you just want to have the guy standing on the edge of town you know oh he's you know i'm, I'm borrowing this from a show that i i watched uh, if you watch um the movie the gamers darkness rising 
they are leaving town and they encounter a farmer and one of the players wants to stop and talk to the farmer and uh, they're kind of arguing amongst themselves because they're like he doesn't know anything he's a farmer as it turns out the farmer has a few little like oh there's goblins in the hills and uh oh there's this dark sorcerer over here making your npcs interesting is going to make your players want to interact with the world more if every npc you have is just like completely shuts them down doesn't want anything to do with them if every guard that they meet you know if every uh police officer they meet when they're playing meetings and masterminds if every person they meet is just spiteful and has nothing to say that's interesting or dynamic or enhancing to their playtime, they're just going to ignore them. They're just going to completely bypass them. So doing this will help not only to make your campaigns more interesting, it will make them more fun for your players because they'll have something to do besides soaring along to their next quest. Again, it's like anything else. It's something that you, you will learn to do over time as you're GMing. You're going to adapt your own style to it and make it your own. That That's the really important thing. Don't be afraid to be like, this character is a lot like some other character. But, I mean, you know, especially when you're starting out, borrowing inspiration is not, there's nothing wrong with that. If you really like a certain movie or you like a certain type of character and you're like, uh, oh, okay, an NPC I recently came up with. I, I love uh, I love Batman comics. Uh, there's this guy, uh, and if you're familiar with, like, especially the Batman animated series, honestly, I'm, I'm more into that than anything else. In the comics and everything Batman, there's a character named Harvey Bullock. And Harvey Bullock is kind of like this, he's kind of like a dirty cop cliche. Uh, he's, you know, very gruff, very big, tough guy, uh, kind of a bully, doesn't really like Batman. Uh, he's a loyal guy, but he's not... He's not smart. He's street smart. He's street smart, not book smart. He's the kind of guy who will kick in a door and, you know, be like, ah, I don't need no warrant, that sort of thing. And I was like, I love that idea. And then I found this really cool mini of a guy, and he just had this look about him. He has this smarmy, nasty look to him. I'm like, that dude is like Harvey Bullock's medieval equivalent, and he hates adventurers. And he's just going to hound these guys into the dirt, waiting for a chance to take them out. So again, quick little thing like, okay, why does this guy hate adventurers? What? So what's his motivation? His motivation is hates adventurers, hates heroes, wants them to stay out of his territory. You know, he's the captain of the guard in this town, or he's a, 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 milita- a guard in this town, that sort of thing. Okay, that's his motivation. Personality, uh, intelligent, but not too smart. You know, more, again, more street smart than anything. He hasn't attended school, uh, no magical abilities, decent hand-to-hand combat, knife fighter kind of guy. Nothing, you know, he's not going to be, you know, picking up boulders and chucking them around like a giant or anything like that. He is, he's just kind of smarmy and a jerk. People put up with him, but, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find friends for the guy. And he's risen to his position because he's effective, but he's not well-liked. You can fold that character into almost any campaign. To what purpose? Whatever you want. That's pretty much all I have to say on the topic. Uh, Again, you know, I apologize that we didn't have an actual play podcast for you guys this week. Hopefully next week we'll be back to doing that. And uh, we are working on, again, doing continual upgrades to the podcast or equipment, trying to get a better microphone and that sort of thing. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, we do have a Patreon page now, and I'm not trying to grub you guys for money. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate your support. It's just something I have to put out there so I can try and help the podcast grow and continue. Again, thank you for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you all next week. Thanks, and goodbye.